How's it going? Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Whoa! Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for the playoff episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam, and I, of course, am joined by your favorite co-hoster, uh, a little bit of an older version of the picture we put on Twitter today from the 2010 championship, I yes, believe. Yes, 2010, yep. yep. Your favorite coaster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. How you feeling, man? Feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Weather's finally uh, getting uh, getting good, eh? Jeez. Get, that, getting good, uh, eh? <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, Canadian. Uh, the yeah. The, this week looks uh, looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yesterday was uh, Monday was nice. Uh, Tuesday looks good. Uh, you know, what they're saying Saturday is going to feel like 32 or something like that. Oh, good. Uh, can you imagine if the uh, Wildcats were still playing at the Coliseum? Holy. <laughs> That's why they call it the the sauna CM because you know feel like thirty outside it would feel like sixty yeah. inside that place. I but. feel like I, I feel like I missed a little bit on that. Yeah, you did. But also not really missing a lot on that. Yeah. Getting that experience of playing in those um, thirty degrees, and I think a lot of people were telling me like the home opener had the the uh, unassisted fog uh, yep. from the, from yep. everything. So yep. there's been a few fog incidents. Yeah. Even the home opener, you know, mid mid September, or I guess when the season used to start in mid September, you know, it was still twenty degrees outside, and you'd right. have to literally wear like a, a sleeveless shirt and a pair of shorts because <laughs> yeah. it's it it would be it would feel so so hot. But we're we're you know we're super super lucky to have the Avenir Center now. Yeah, it doesn't matter what uh, what day you go in there; it literally feels like it's minus thirty. So it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, as you heard off the top, uh, we forgot to talk about it last week because yeah, our show was so jammed up. But holy shit, Imagine Dragons yeah, is good. That was a really good show. Was that the first time I've ever seen them? Yes. Yeah. yeah. First time for me, and I was blown away. Yeah. Uh, really blown away. It was uh, really, you know, for Megan, who I think a week a week prior to the concert, she was she couldn't even get the name right. She was like. Oh, the the, the mag- magic dragons, the magic dragons, <laughs> the magic mushrooms. Yeah. I think at one point she called them the Arkells. <laughs> Not uh, even close. <laughs> and uh, no, she she left there saying it was the best concert she's yeah. ever listened to. Um, it's literally the only band she's listening to now. Yeah, she's right. she's she's falling asleep to Imagine Dragons on her you know in her headphones, and um, so yeah, we we're blown away. Uh, hope they come back again. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's such a good show. Yeah, Layla had seen them in. Uh... In Calgary, uh, like before I met her, mm-hmm. and then when they came, they're coming here. She didn't even ask if I wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, like she had a friend that they used to go to concerts together all the time in Calgary. So she bought tickets for her and her boyfriend bought tickets for us. And I was like, "Yeah, I know a lot of Imagine Dragons songs. Like I know the songs; they're good songs." And I, I was like, "Yeah, all right. I mean, it's a concert. It's a concert. Let's let's go." And then I watched them on YouTube. Somebody like they actually put out a show, and I was just like done and then i yeah and if you're kind of teetering and i know a lot of people still aren't used to you know the opening and how they feel in the building if there's a concert that you think you might want to go to there's not a bad seat in the house there's really not there's like you were in the far like i was right behind five rows up from the wildcats bench perfect view i know you were in the corner 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 102 right yeah just there's really not a bad seat yeah. in that in that building. I think that's why we're so we're so fortunate. There's, yeah. you know, it's um, it's such a 
incredible venue and you know it's just the the concert was incredible and then i mean world juniors man yeah like can you imagine like yeah. to beat out cities like quebec and ottawa and london um to have bring a world juniors to to moncton and halifax which it's, off air i didn't think we were gonna beat I, I didn't think we i honestly didn't think we were gonna beat a quebec and an ottawa in a smaller type rink mm-hmm. because i got that venue that's just it's an nhl venue it's sitting yeah. empty yeah, I honestly didn't think that. I thought Quebec City was going to be at least one of the markets named. I think it came down to you know I think the New Brunswick government and the Nova Scotia government each pitched in each one point five million dollars mm-hmm. towards the bid, so three million dollars towards a bid when a lot of the other bids were only putting in a million bucks. Yeah, uh, that's you know when you have a three million dollar budget in a you know seven month time frame that's going to go a long way to to make sure everything is 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 top notch and I, I couldn't be could be more excited i've got my name in the draw for i was just gonna ask if you got your name in the draw. yeah it'd be interesting to see what the ticket prices are because the last two events out here uh halifax's memorial cup and now st john's memorial cup they tried to dial the pricing back a little bit into a junior hockey market mm-hmm. um so it'll be interesting especially I mean, we got World Juniors from the COVID, like from last December is going to yes. be August. And then six months later, we got it in. So the appetite will be interesting to see what kind of team we're mm-hmm. going to get. Because, you know, if, if you're a junior team, like a Shane Wright, whoever wins the lottery yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, if, if you take him, are you going to send him to Canada's camp in December? Or World Juniors in August in Edmonton and then again in the Maritimes? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what kind of teams we get and what games we're going to get. Well, even if that, like, let's say Moncton gets Canada's round robin games, then yeah. Halifax will get the medal round, which I tend to lean is what's going to happen. Yeah, but either way, we're yeah. we're going to get Canada games because yeah. I mean, barring a major surprise, Canada will be in the medal round. Um, so we either gonna we're either gonna have four or five Canada games here. Yep, yeah. or we're gonna have quarterfinal, semifinal, final, maybe three. Yeah. Of the two, bigger ones, yeah. Yeah, right? So either way, we're, we're going to have Team Canada, Connor Bedard in Moncton. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's worth the price of admission right yeah. there. Um, so, yeah, not a, people talk about Shane Wright, but Connor Bedard is going to be, like, the face of the yeah. team, right? So um, that's that's huge. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Uh, and he, and been, even still, like, getting Canada's game is going to be huge, and good luck getting a ticket unless you buy the whole package yeah, for that. Yeah. But – and Guy Flaming's had a tweets leading up to this during his uh, Oil Kings playoff run. You need to see these. Like, this is the time to support junior hockey because mm-hmm. you're not going to get to see Kale McCarr like any less than what you know, 130, 140 dollars, like in Cal- in Colorado. So right now, I mean, you're getting to see these guys, and even if you get to see Slovakia versus Finland, that's that's a draw. Austria versus. Slovakia like yeah that's a game to go to because these guys could be in the NHL and you're not going to see these players any cheaper than you are right now so that's why we you have to make sure you're supporting mm-hmm. the Wildcats mm-hmm. all the junior hockey the Flyers like these guys are growing up Kale McCarr played in the AJHL so basically the equivalent of the MJHL yeah one year in Denver I think mm-hmm. and then he was in the NHL like that's not a lot of time to see this kid play yep. so it's uh it's a time to see um these guys play but just going back to Imagine Dragons, as you can see in the studio there. I well, you guys can't see, but Jeremy can see. I I actually got the set list for it, so I went ahead and made a 
Spotify playlist with all the songs. So if you want to reach out to our DMs and you want that playlist, let me know. Uh, it's a playoff episode. Flames, Oilers. Oof. Both series are tied at two. Uh, it's a best of three. Both teams have home ice advantage in those three. Um, I feel pretty good about the Oilers and the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is weird how they won 8-2 and 6 nothing, and then got shut out. I think they kind of bought into the hype a little bit moving into that game four, but I just I feel like they're going to at least take the next – like I think they're going to get out of this round, and then I just want the Battle of Alberta. I yeah, feel good at going into this, mm-hmm. into this uh, three-game set with – with LA, I think LA's been able to stymie me a couple times, but I, I think that the Oilers having Game Five at home will be a big momentum change. I think same thing for 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 Calgary here. You know the the game Monday night, um, a little was a little nerve wracking because you know they had th- like three forty goal scores in the regular season, and yeah. aside from Lindholm, you hadn't heard of Johnny Gaudreau on the score sheet. You hadn't heard of Kachuk on the score sheet, and then. You know, Goudreau got that. Um, Goudreau was the best player on the ice Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, penalty shot goal. He must have had like you know, at least six quality scoring chances. Um, so I think that hopefully that penalty shot is what what wakes him up. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think it's now that it's it's uh, Flames have home ice again. They're they're in a good they're in a good spot. But uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see a battle of Alberta. That would be something something fierce and. I think maybe our friendship would be on the line, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we can overcome that. I, I believe, uh, you know, like I said before we start this thing, we've been going at this uh, at this show for about thirty-seven straight weeks here. Um, so I think I think our friendship should overcome. But again, it, we had this chance in 06 and and Calgary didn't get to the second round, and I think in '04 Edmonton didn't get there. So mm-hmm. it's been a while since we've had uh, uh, a battle of Alberta. But uh, moving in, Big Brother Canada season finale, the guy who's never seen an episode. Opened up the website on that uh, on that episode, what, for a month ago. Randomly picked a guy. Maybe I should have bought a lotto ticket. Mm. <laughs> yep, uh, Kevin. Yep. Kevin's the big winner. Uh, it was an interesting finale because uh, the way it works is there's a three-part uh, head of household. Um, so Kevin won the first part. And then uh, Josh and Betty went head-to-head in the second part. Josh won the second part. So then Kevin and Josh go head-to-head in the the last one. Right. Whoever wins that one gets to pick who they take to final two. Well, Josh wins the final HOH. And Betty is literally his best friend. And Josh felt he had a better chance of winning Big Brother against Kevin. So he decides to take Kevin to the final two. And Kevin, sucks to suck. It sucks to suck. And Kevin literally, it was, I think, a nine, nine, eight to one vote. For Kevin. For Kevin. Wow. Like the only one who voted for Josh was Betty. Um like uh it was it was it wasn't unanimous there, but it was a good uh it, it was a pretty good um you know, pretty good run. But Kevin's speech before the jury makes their final made their final, like, before the jury placed their votes or whatever, Kevin's speech was probably one of the best I've ever seen in Big Brother history. He had it planned out. He literally said, um, he looked at everyone and said, you, it was always the plan for you to go home this week. It was your plan to go home this week. He literally told everybody, he said, this person planned it that you would go home this week. This person planned that you go home this week. He literally said that was the plan all along. 
and that's how you win the game. Yeah, yeah. right. You, you're on. You 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 lie and cheat your way through the game, but then when it comes down to it, when you need the votes, you got to be honest. And he was honest to them. Told everybody the straight facts to their face, and uh, yeah, ended up winning eight to one. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I I, I don't watch it. I just randomly picked it, and I and I feel good. So he was one of the better players you've seen in, he in was, the past little while. Oh, oh yeah, he's definitely going to be an all star. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a rumor of uh, going to be a Big Brother Canada all star season. So yeah, that'll be. You think Marty's really done good. enough to be an all star? I don't think so. No, I think it's all the winners. Oh, is I think it? All the winners are okay. coming back for one season. I don't know if it's like winners and then like yeah. wild cards yeah. or anything like that. So if it's all winners, that's going to be quite a you know. If you're a winner, you don't be the one. You don't want to be the first one evicted. No, right. So and it, you got to find a different strategy that's not already do, been done. Right? You do. So it's it's gonna be fun. I love the the All Star seasons are really good. Uh, Mass Singer, we're almost done that. We're actually, we're gonna be done that by the time this show uh, wraps up in a couple weeks. Uh, good, bad, and fluffy this week. Space Bunny was revealed as Shaggy. Mm, I, lava, lava. Yep. Which he he said in the thing. I had to disguise my voice because. Everybody knows the Shaggy's voice. <laughs> and uh, so if he comes out and goes, Mr. Lava Lava, everyone would know that, kind of like Jewel, right? Everyone knew that voice. Um, and then Queen Cobra was revealed as 90s pop uh, lady icons in vogue. Oh. Free your mind. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. That one. Okay. So it wasn't the Queens it, uh, that I thought. It was uh, It was in vogue. Layla actually got both of them as we watched that episode. Wow. She, she kind of figured out both of them. So I will give her... Props on that one. Um, so we got our tomorrow or yeah tonight. We've got the um, road to the finals stuff, and then the 18th we've got Firefly, Ringmaster, Prince. Um, I'm going to go with Ringmaster to win, and I'm going to go with it because I don't know who the other two are, but I believe the Ringmaster is uh, Noah Cyrus. Okay, Miley Cyrus' sister. I, so I, I believe I she will be Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah. I think for that one. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got no idea who Firefly and Prince are, but. That's the the one name that I'm kind of sticking with on that one. Okay, cool. I'm going to stick with Kelsey Ballerini, even though I know it's not her. Yeah. Um, I'll stick with it. You think she's going to win? Ringmaster? Yeah. I think it'll be an upset if it doesn't, if you know, she doesn't. So we'll, uh, we'll see. All right, let's get to uh, some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, you can't touch on it. The, the big news in the queue. I mean, the Hockey Canada, the World Juniors is coming here. Um, so Google it. Find, uh, I can't remember what the website is, but get in the priority draw because that's your best chance to get uh, draws and tickets to uh, to everything. Regular season champions, the Quebec Rempar. Um, I'm not going to go through all the awards, but I, I, I should have looked this up and see how, how, many, how often the regular season champions end up going on to actually win. The President's Cup, because I know in the NHL, if you win the President's Cup trophy, it's pretty it's much like a death sentence yeah. to get that in. And you can see it with Florida in the, in the first round. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting into the playoffs, let's just kind of – we'll use this to go around the queue in the playoffs. I mean, the board's up there. Um, has any series kind of surprised you early on? I mean, we kind of said St. John may struggle, um, but I think the biggest surprise for me and probably for you – is Halifax going into Bathurst and getting two and having a chance to close it out the other night. Uh, Bathurst ended up getting an 8-1 victory la- on Monday night. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I th- that series we said was going to be one of the better series, and it's it's proved that. 100%. Um, it's uh, – the, the for Halifax to go to Bathurst and win both games was, a, for me, a huge surprise. Yeah. Um, I figured they'd split them. 
Um, but uh, then we saw Monday night. You know, I think Bathurst kind of <laughs> realized what was happening and uh, you know got oh, shit. turned it on the turned on the gas a little bit. Uh, there, that was a, a shellacking Monday night. And if they want any chance of making this a series, they're gonna have to do the same thing yep. in Game Four, and they're gonna have to do the same thing in Game Five. So they need to come out and put the boots to Halifax for two straight games. Uh, and I which said, can be done. which can be done. I said I think I picked Bathurst in five, and I'm I'm sticking with it uh, because I don't want to be sitting here next week having to. Because I said last week, if Halifax somehow pulls us off. <laughs> Cam Russell's a genius as a genius, and I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be sitting here next week having to call Cam Russell a genius. So yeah, I am. I'm going to say that Bathurst is is going to come back and, and win this series. Yeah, and I and I picked Halifax in five, and I, I don't doubt that this thing goes the distance. Um, the other one, I mean, Valdor got an overtime victory over Gatineau, which I mm-hmm. guess was maybe a little bit of a surprise. Gatineau's kind of taking it to him five one and eight five in games two and three. Um, we've had a few teams eliminated. Shakutami was eliminated by Quebec to no one's surprise. The Islanders eliminated Moncton, which we'll get to, to nobody's surprise. Uh, Schwinnigan got past Renaranda. I think we both picked Schwinnigan in a sweep in that one. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, St. John, I think they kind of, you know, Ramuski is putting a little bit of worry into him. Um, you know, they got the 3-1 victory, 4-2, 5-2 last night with, uh, I think they had a couple of empty netters. It's kind of interesting to see Tomas Couture the starting goaltender for St. John so far in all three games, especially when they paid the price to go get uh, Herdebees. Can you imagine, like, eight months ago, him yeah. coming to Moncton's camp as a free agent? Yeah. Um, you know, probably looking to get the back, trying to win a backup role uh, to, to Vince Villian. Yeah. And not only winning the backup role, but starting the majority of the games. Becoming the 1A. And then getting traded to St. John, you know, to be a backup, but you're starting in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I, I can't. I can't imagine what's been going, what's been the, the past eight months has been like for him. Um, but he was he was really good. He was really good for Moncton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it came as a huge surprise. I think I, you know, I didn't even consider him as a, as a, as an option when I saw the the goalie list. I think I took that. Row kid from Ontario. Yeah, he's right? he going to so, spread, and he didn't even uh, make past first preseason no, game. No, so um, good. Yeah, good I think on I him. took uh, Timata to yeah. win the starting job. Yeah, so good on him. He's yeah. he's uh, he surprised everybody, and he's he's getting the job done. Um, but yeah, I think you know St. John's going to close it out. I don't. I, Rumuski had their uh, their their one hit wonder, and that's that's it. Same I think thing with Valdor, it's like you know you win one game. You, you Bay Como is another example. You you yeah. win one and. And uh, you know it's like your one hit wonder. Right? Yeah. By the time we, by the time you hear this episode, there could be one game five left, and then mm-hmm. Bal- ba- Bathurst and Halifax. I actually think Ramuski will win. So by the time you hear this, I might even sound worse. I think they will stretch this oh, thing really? to five, okay. and St. John will win it. But yeah, Couture's three games, uh, two goals against average, and a nine eighteen save percentage. So he's doing everything that you know. Like you said, I mean, found money for Richie, being able to move him at the deadline uh, in that mega trade, and. Uh, you know, it's good for St. John to get him, but it, it would have been nice. At least he's still wearing the Moncton lid. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. sure what happened there. If he just, I, from some of the rumors on some of the St. John things, he got it painted and it didn't quite fit right. Okay. The, so he had to send it back. And obviously it's a little tough to get a, yeah. a helm back quickly, but uh, yeah, still wearing that Moncton lid. So still representing Moncton <laughs> um, as we go in. So, 
like I said, these these series playoff hockey is just great to watch, anyways. And you know, good to see Bay Como at least get one. Valdor would have been nice to see Moncton get one. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, they're kind of going the way of. I'm more excited for the second round than I am. Oh my god, the, yeah. the first round. Like you're looking yeah. at, it, you got Quebec versus either Bathurst or Halifax, Charlottetown, St. John. If these series go like that's, and then you got Sherbrooke, was it Sherbrooke, Drummondville or Blaineville, and then yeah. Shawinigan against Gatineau. Like, Wild, just crazy. Yeah. yeah if, no, <laughs> it's, if if you haven't, uh, you know, if you if you haven't been tuning into these games, tune in because they're they're only going to get better. Yeah. Yep. And uh, if you have the uh, ability to get to St. John to see some of this talent, like that, that is going to be a a dogfight, and we're kind of kind of ripped off that it's only five games. Yes. That's true. Second it's a, round, it's yeah, still five games. So yeah, frustrating. It's, we'll get into it a little bit. It's a good thing that round one wasn't five games. All right, let's get into the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. So the playoffs for us lasted about as long as that intro segment did. <laughs> uh, the Wildcats. We gave them a chance to get at least one. Uh, unfortunately, they went and uh, the playoffs have come and gone for the Wildcats, losing all three to the Islanders in a three nothing sweep, seven to two, four to two, five nothing. And the Islanders showed why playoff hockey is a different level. We we gave Moncton one because they'd played well in the last four games against them, but the playoffs are just another level. And you saw Charlottetown be able to turn it up, and Moncton wasn't really even. In this series, I'll give them one and a half periods. They were in this series. Yeah, that's and that's the well. first first period and a half in game two. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, that that game we won here against against them one nothing. Um, I guess you have to take into consideration they didn't have, they didn't have Simino. No, um, they lost Lucas Cormier during the game, uh, and that was you know two big pieces out of their lineup. Yeah. And you know Moncton obviously took advantage of that. Um, yeah, it, 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 the, you you go there. To play the two games, the first thing you want to do in that first game is set the tone, but you go and let in a goal nine seconds into the game. Like the the last thing you want to do is get the crowd into it. Off a set play, it had to be. Uh, a yeah, set it was play. set play. It was a Thursday night in Charlottetown. It was student night. Um, somehow they have ten dollar tickets. I'm not sure how they financially make that work, but uh, <laughs> you know, big market teams. Uh, um, but you just go in there, you get all the college kids, you know, hyped up and drunk. Yep. Uh, and you go and score nine seconds into the game. Uh, not a good start for Moncton, and it just fell apart. They were down what four one after the first period, and just couldn't, couldn't, um, couldn't recover. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, simple as that. They were outplayed, outcoached, outworked, uh, and this to me, that's the series is over. Nine seconds into game one, right? You you just, you just can't physically allow, allow that to happen. Um, in a in a in a series where you're considered a huge underdog, you need mm-hmm. to go in there and set the tone, get the first goal, you know, hit you know hit somebody right off the bat to you know to to get things going, and you're you're down you know <laughs> you're down one nothing before you can even blink. Uh, to me, the series is over. The series is over after that goal. That yep. was it. Yeah, ten nothing or ten nothing. Ten ten seconds in, you're down. Six minutes, you're down two nothing. It just yep. snowballed. Um, I mean, anyway, you slice it. Even if Jonathan Lemieux stood on his head for three games, which some most of the goals in that first period. I mean, a two on one isn't his fault. Two on zero, a couple rebounds. Not all the goals were his fault, obviously. But game one, 
you got 10 shots in the final 40 minutes. Game two, you have eight shots in the first 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's the first 40 minutes I, or 30 minutes I gave them uh, that was the best 30 minutes of the series. And then last night, or I guess Monday night, just 13 shots in a game that you had to win. Um, it, it literally felt to me like everybody in that building knew that if, that because they had lost game two, it was fait accompli. Oh, like they were just playing through, going mm-hmm. through the motions. Um, you know, Charlottetown kind of rope and doped him, got the two nothing lead, and mm-hmm. that was it. It just, and I said it last night on or Monday night on the live. I've seen preseason games louder than that. Yeah, like that was mm-hmm. on and as a fan base, if you watched that game or you were at that game and you're not embarrassed, the effort you gave those kids in a game they needed to win. Yeah, something's got to change. Something has to change with the fan base, with the team towards the fan base. Uh, something because that was like I called it the graveyard. You've called it the library. The friggin' woman sitting next to us brought a book. <laughs> yeah, no, she's, she's reading a book yeah, the whole day. And she, I think you said she brings it every game. Yeah, yeah, she usually brings it every game. Oh, reads it in the intermission. God. Stupid. Like I, I saw her reading during the during the game last <laughs> night. Um, Something's got to change. Yeah, something's really got to change. I, did, I didn't buy a ticket to the game Monday night expecting them to win. I bought a no. ticket to the game Monday night just to acknowledge the team after they were swept by Charlottetown, yeah. right? I I didn't buy I didn't buy a ticket to that game expecting them to win or to to make it to a game four. I bought a ticket just to acknowledge the team after after the after yeah. the loss. Um, so, like I said, they. If they wanted to make any noise in this series, they had to do it in in the first game, and they, you know, they didn't crap the bed, you know, to put it in nice, uh, in in nice, nice way of putting it. They just uh, they had a chance, and 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 they blew it. Yeah, and it, we're not going to get into the whole season. Uh, we're going to save that for next week. Next week, yeah. Uh, get into our early award picks, and who knows when they're going to have the virtual awards, which is just ridiculous in itself. Um, but the other key in this series that we talked about was stay disciplined, mm-hmm. stay disciplined. Well, Moncton was giving up 14, 14 minutes of penalties per game. Um, and you know, I only been here four years, but I cannot remember. And then we had, I cannot remember a power play as dismal as what this, as what this was. Um, and not even just in the, in the playoffs coming down the last month and a half when I, and I've, if you've been listening to this for nine months, you've heard me talk about it from preseason to now, and it was they got it. There's a problem with the power play, and they went one for fifteen in a series where you're a huge underdog, and when the the uh, the team that's favored takes a penalty, you have to take advantage of it. Six point seven percent just isn't going to get it done in any series against anyone. We we wanted Quebec because we felt we matched up better that wouldn't have mattered. You go one for 15 on the power play. I don't mm. think that would have been a better matchup for us based on the way that this team played. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, Jackson Belling was, Bellamy was brought in to, to be that shot from the point on the power play. He rarely used it. Yeah. Um, it didn't help that Pilot was out most of the second half. Cause you know, he's got that wrister that can find lanes. Um, didn't help that Darcy was out. Darcy, Darcy the last couple weeks on that second unit yeah. was making a, a, a bit of a difference on that second unit. Yeah, and so you just didn't have that. Uh, 
the team didn't have that that quarterback, yeah. uh, power play quarterback. Um, fortunately, you know we're gonna have Moran and Grenier to kind of be those be those pieces uh, as part of the future. Um, so we don't have to worry about, about. I don't think we have to worry about that next year. Uh, but um, yeah, like Bellamy was brought in to you know shoot at 100 miles an hour at the net on the power play. He just never used the shot. Um, if he did, it it was into a leg, right? He yeah. just he never he never got the um, his shot selection was was poor. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and it, I mean he wasn't always on that power play, but I think moving forward into next year, and again, it's way too early to talk about it. But like I said to you last night, I, I can't figure it out because it's not like we've got third and fourth line uh, guys and rookies mm-hmm. on the power play, like Barbashev, Kalmakov, uh, Loshing, LaBelle, Oje, Mercy. Like, we have talent. But I, I don't know if it's maybe just – maybe let's wait on the four forwards, one defenseman right now so we kind of get a power play going and use the two defensemen. Because like you said, Bellamy with that shot, he wasn't always on that top unit with a quarterback. And you can see it from the Spence to the um, – Cormier, like Cormier, power quarterback in that power play for the Islanders. There's a big difference in when you have that guy that everything goes through. So Moran will eventually get there. Um, you know, Darcy was kind of that guy on the second unit late in the season. So it's I, I just don't understand where it goes, like why they can't make this happen. Something's I'm not saying something has to change coaching staff wise, but in their power play philosophy. I, I think something's got to change. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's 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 just nowhere right now. It's uh, you know even the penalty kill was, I mean, was it sixty something percent? Um, but you just eleventh uh, out of the sixteen teams at sixty six point seven percent. So even that, I mean, if you're going to be successful, you, you need a penalty kill that's at least in the high eighties. You know, the high seventies, low eighties. Yeah. Um, and I think they gave up two shorthanded goals. Yep. Yep. Two or three, I believe. Uh, so just you know, not not no sense of urgency from the team, um, and that's basically what was that was it. The yeah. the game Monday night was boring. It yeah. was a it was a snooze fest, and that's I have no other way of putting it. They didn't they for a team that was had their backs up against the wall. They they didn't seem they they didn't play like it. No, no, they kind of they were okay being being kept to the outside. Oh, we got the lottery on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they just kind of seemed like they were okay with playing to the outside and, um, you know, got not getting the shots they needed and it's, it's too bad. You losing at home in your final game is always tough, but to lose in a shootout and get shut out at home, um, there's not much more you can say moving forward. And it's tough because the team played so well in that first half, got to the third seed, but it was just a tough second half, uh, yeah, you don't want to beat a dead horse on the series because I mean I'm sure the kids feel bad enough, and we're not blaming the kids. They just they were overpowered by an Islanders team that mm-hmm. after the deadline I I didn't want to waver from my prediction of Shawinigan, but I feel like the Islanders are going to be in the final. I think it's a pretty good bet uh, because you know, they can the, beat you whichever way you want to go. Yep, yeah. they can play the trap game. They can they can score eight goals a game if they yeah. if they want to. Uh, they're a very deep, very deep team. Uh, they've got probably the best defensive core in the yeah. queue, and uh, you know, is barring any injuries, I think they're they're. I think we can probably see them in the final for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be an interesting second round. And again, guys, the future is bright. We have the draft coming up. You know, we've got 
Grenier, uh, Byerjean, Lounsbury, um, and whoever gets drafted as we get in. I think we got what two picks in round two, two picks in round three. Yeah, two. Uh, right now it's going to be twenty. I don't have the numbers in front of me here. Actually, I do have the numbers in front of me. Um, 22, 20, 25, 29, 40-something. Uh, uh, 22nd, 25th, 40th, 43rd, and 53rd. Those are the first five yeah. picks. So you're you're picking five times in the top 53, which is pretty damn good. It's it's Yeah, the cupboards aren't so bare. Let's put no. it that way. No, absolutely. And in, uh, as we always say, in Tebow we trust. Mm-hmm. Will we have all those picks? But, uh, yeah, all right, let's get to everyone's favorite time of the show. Eric Murray, realtor, buy our house from him, stick tap of the week. So we're going back to proper stick tap of the week. It's yes. your stick tap. Yes, that's week. right. Um, so it's been a while, I think, since we did food, mm-hmm. uh, a food mm-hmm. topic. Um, so I decided to check out Wendy's Breakfast. Okay. Uh, because, uh, you know, I've seen the commercials. I've, I've seen people talk about it. This this is this is this is a legit breakfast. Uh, this is... Probably the one of the best fast, you know, fast food breakfasts I've ever see, experienced in my life. The right. the breakfast baconator is is just breakfast baconator is what it's called. Yeah, so wow. it's like a, it's like cheese, uh, egg, like six slices of bacon, cheese, egg. Like it's it's like a layered thing. Okay, or it's like egg, cheese, three pieces of bacon, egg, cheese, three pieces of bacon, and like a cheese sauce on top of it. Wow. This is really, and their potatoes are like, it's like a seasoned roasted potato, something that you'd see at like a fine dining, buff breakfast buffet restaurant. Right, super good. Uh, I mean, amazing. They have like a frosty. You get like a um, it's like a co- uh, iced coffee, mm-hmm. but a frosty in it. So it's Ooh. like a a frostino. I think they call it right. So good, uh, so good. So it's like basically iced coffee with, um, it, with with a frosty inside of it. So it's um, it, uh, unbelievable. You got You got to check out Wendy's breakfast. It's it's absolutely amazing. The best breakfast I've ever had in my life. Wow, for fast food wise. Fast food, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The Stick Tap Week sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. That now brings us to the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. It's the final Wildcat of the Week. Uh, as we move into next uh, next week, we'll do uh, Wildcat of the Year. Uh, so the Rosemary Lynn Massage is doing a promo right now. Book a 60-minute massage in the month of May and get an extra 15 minutes. So... That's a heck of a deal, and everyone loves the deal right now. Uh, call Angelina or Nicole, 506-830-1224, and follow us on Instagram at rosemary underscore lins underscore massage uh, if you want to book that. The Wildcast, Wildcat of the Week player goes out to, look, it's tough to find <laughs> a player when you when you get swept, and especially when you uh, you get shut out at home. But uh, I'm going to go with number 28, Yon Loshing. Um, he had a goal in Game 1 and an assist in Game 2. Um, he was kind of buzzing all over the ice. He seemed to have a good chemistry with uh, with LaBelle, Auger. Um, again, that line was going uh, all series. But uh, the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcats Wildcat of the Week, number 28, Yoan Loshing. That'll do it for us. A um, couple things. Thanks to everyone that showed up at the uh, Game 1 Wildcats viewing party. Uh, we had about 20 people there, gave away some things. And uh, a big shout-out to Igloo 
beverage room for hosting our uh, our viewing party. Um, took a bit to get some sound, uh, but we at least had sound in this one. And uh, game didn't go our way, but we had a lot of fun. Uh, so thanks to everyone for joining us. And again, thanks for uh, hosting us there at the Igloo Beverage Room. And don't forget, tonight, 8 o'clock, the bidding ends for the uh, 25th anniversary jerseys that the Wildcats wore all year during the warm-up. Uh, so go to Allen Auction Center. And uh, you can bid on those till 8 p.m. tonight. Um, again, that's it for us. We've got uh, one more show. We're going to wrap up the season, do our award predictions, and then uh, take a little bit of a break as we uh, reset and get ready for the draft because the real season begins right now. And uh, thanks for everything, guys. Thanks for all the support. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.